Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little, here today with episode 320 of Weekly Poker Hand, again from Texas Card House. You all seem to be enjoying these cash game videos, so thanks for letting me know. If you don't like these, let me know. If you have any content you'd like me to review, let me know. I'll get in touch with whoever made it, get their permission, and go from there. We're not about stealing content here. I know some people do that, but thanks to Texas Card House for giving me permission to use their footage. Falls around to Kyle. He's playing... 1900 deep at 1-3, no limit hold'em. Looks like there is a straddle, so 1-3-6. He raises to 20 bucks with ace-king offsuit in the cutoff. The queen of felt gets king-jack offsuit on the button. I would typically 3-bet this. If you are going to play these big offsuit hands, you usually want to make it 60, 65, 70, something like that. As you get deeper and deeper, you can 3-bet a little bit bigger. Actually, it looks like he raised to 24 preflop. Maybe it was 3-6-12 and they missed it. So the Queen of Felt re-raises to 80 bucks with King Jack offsuit, which I think is fine over a $24 raise. And now Kyle can either call or four bet. I think either play is fine. We alluded to this in a previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand about when you're out of position in a lot of these scenarios, you just want to re-raise and get money in the pot with a hand that is almost certainly best at the moment, but is going to play somewhat poorly after the flop, because imagine the flop comes 9-8-6 and Kyle checks, the Queen of Felt bets, you just have to fold your ace-king, right? Instead, if you just re-raise and get money in the pot, and then you win a lot of the pots where your opponent fails to connect, I'd probably make it something like 300 in this scenario. You don't want to go too small because then you're just inducing the queen of felt to call very wide, which, you know, is okay, but when you call in position, getting good odds, you're not really messing up. So Kyle does go to 250 bucks, which I think is fine. And now, in reality, the queen of felt should probably just fold. I mean, I suppose every once in a while she could put in the four bet. Because, look, you, you cannot profitably call in this scenario. The king-jack offsuit is going to be very dominated. So your only options are four bet or fold. And I don't know how Kyle plays, but from what I've seen so far, Kyle seems to play reasonably. Also worth mentioning, if you have not watched or listened to the last few episodes of Weekly Poker Hand, the Queen of Felt tried to bluff Kyle off of top pair, and it just epically failed. <laughs> you could not, well, her her line did not bluff Kyle off of the top pair. To be fair, maybe it's impossible to bluff him off of top pair. I'm not sure. But these two already have a bit of a dynamic where the Queen of Felt has ran a substantial bluff against Kyle. Now, when you're playing live poker, very often there are these um, psychological dynamics going on where either Kyle thinks the Queen of Felt would be insane to try to bluff him, or... Kyle thinks, all right, she's crazy. She's just going to try to bluff me again. In which case, you know, he's probably just not going to fold. So either he's going to fold way too much or never. And I think people usually think on the level of, okay, this person's capable of bluffing. Don't fold to them very often. If that's the case, the Queen of Fell should not forbet anything as a bluff here. And should only forbet a very strong linear range for value that she's happy getting all in for uh, however many big blinds we're looking at here, a few hundred or something like that depending on exactly if it was 1-3-6-12 or 1-3-6. Anyway, king-jack offsuit, I would just fold. Your three-bet failed, he four-bet you, move on. I don't think these games have been so maniacal. I mean, I've been reading the chat on the side here. This is from a live stream. Make sure you check out Texas Card House Live. Um, the people say the games are generally nitty, but then every once in a while, this kind of thing happens, where the Queen of Felt does put in the four-bet to... 750, I'm sorry, the five bet, raise, three bet, four bet, five bet to 750 bucks. That's strong. Look, they don't even, they don't even have a five bet graphic typed in. Nobody ever five bets. Sure looks strong. 
Um, okay, so let's talk about stack depth here. Stack depth is very important because when she five bets, she does not have to go big. She's essentially saying, I have the aces or the kings. If I have the aces or the kings, I don't really care what odds my opponents are getting because they're always going to be making a mistake to continue, especially when they're out of position. So in this scenario, Kyle made it 250. The queen of felt, given she had 1,500 to start, something like that, I believe, um, she doesn't want to make it 750 because now she has 40-ish percent of her stack in the pot. When you are bluffing or value betting either one, very often you want to have at most about a third of your stack into the pot pre-flop because now she gets jammed on. I mean, she's still going to fold this King Jack, but you'd rather just lose less. And I'm telling you, if you make it 600 here or even 575 in this scenario, it's miserable for Kyle. And sometimes he actually just flat calls the Ace King instead of rips it in. Now, what, what, what essentially what happens is you get a little bit more action with your hands across the board. But if your range actually is aces and kings and a sporadic bluff, that's fine. You don't care if you get action. And when you are bluffing, it makes your bluffs cheaper. Whenever he does decide to rip it in, you just lose a $100 less. Back around to Kyle. I mean, look, this is unfortunate. If you slotted me into this game right now, seeing the hands that I have viewed from this session, I would just be all in every time. Ace King's great. You may say you're really willing to risk. I think we're playing 1-3-6-12, which would make this about 150 big blinds with ace-king. Yeah. I mean, look, the queen of felt three-bet you when you raise under the gun with eight-six suited. She's capable of it, right? Doesn't mean she's going to do it again. When people put in 40% of their stack preflop, it's usually strong, but it just doesn't matter. You have the ace and the king. You block aces and kings. If the queen of felt's range is aces, kings, queens, and jacks, which maybe it's not, and ace-king, notice that there are six queens, six jacks, and then there are only three aces and three kings, which, you know, that means you're mostly flipping in this scenario. And, and she's going to show up with a sporadic bluff like King Jack offsuit. And then if she shows up with these uh, bluffs that should be sporadic way more often than sporadic Lee, perhaps maybe she uh, five bets the King Jack every single time. Well, now she just has loads of bluffs. If she has loads of bluffs, then you just have to get it all in with the ace king in this scenario. So I, I would just be all in, no problem. And yeah, you're going to run into it sometimes, but... What can you do? A lot of people really don't like getting stacked in cash games, though. The way I saw Kyle snap call with that ace-10 in the previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, I think it was um, 318, I believe. The way he immediately snap call with the, the, top, the top pair on the river, this does not seem like a player who's going to be afraid. He does go all in. Nice shove. And, I mean, the Queen of Felt just has to fold here. As you see, she has 23% equity, and that's how much equity she's going to have in this scenario basically every time. She took a reasonable hand to bluff and bluffed with it, but it failed. So in this scenario, she has to put in 1000 to try to win a $3,700 pot, which means she needs, what, 26 27%. And as you see, she has 23%, and that's usually what she's going to have in this scenario. She's going to be against aces, kings, queens, or ace-king every time. And that means you're dominated every time. So... This is just a fold. Nice play by Kyle. I like that uh, Kyle did not get pushed around in this scenario. A lot of weaker players would have chickened out in this scenario and not um, not gone all in. They would have like called and then check fold when they missed. But against people who realize you're in there battling, you just, well, they, they, they're not going to fold to you. 
So now notice the Queen of Felt does, was not entirely sure on the opponent's stack, or maybe she's confirming it. I mean, if you don't know what it is, always confirm it. But you want to make sure that you are aware of the stack depth when you are making these plays. But right here, the Queen of Felt put in too much of her stack. You definitely need to be aware of your stack size. And I realize that she has a mountain of chips in front of her because they're playing 1-3 and they have $1,700 or whatever it is. But this is a situation where you should uh, you should know that you're putting in seven fifty out of your 1700 And... You should know if you're going to call the shove or not at that point. And um, this is where it's important to think ahead. This is where it's important to make sure you're aware of the stack depth. And it uh, looks like she did some math. Is going to find the fold. Good fold. That said, I think she should have lost a few hundred bucks less. And to be fair, maybe she shouldn't have even four bet or five bet in the first place because of that overly aggressive dynamic it seems like she has at this table. If your opponents think you're crazy... The adjustment is to stop being crazy because then if they are going to play as if you're crazy, but you're not crazy, you're going to crush them in the long run. So uh, that's very often a, a fun tactic you can do at a cash game that you know is going to be around for a while is to splash around very hard early and then kind of knit it up. Now, if you don't get any cards, it doesn't work so well for you. But when you do get cards in the later into the session, you're just going to clean, clean up and win all the money. Uh, what a lot of people do wrong, actually, is they'll see someone who is a good, accomplished professional poker player splash around early and assume they're just going to keep splashing around. But very often they don't. So make sure you don't fall for the tricks that some people do. But at the same time, if your opponent's going to be loose, splashy, aggressive early, and they're going to be loose, splashy, aggressive late, well, uh, just get in there and collect the money. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thanks for being here. If you like this, click like, click subscribe, share it with your friends. Good luck in your games, and I will talk to you next time.